Welcome in. Josh, are you there? TJ, good morning, my friend. <laughs> good morning. I am here. No, good morning. Are you on two or are you on one? I think that I'm on one. Okay. Can you go to? I think that may have been the problem there. I don't know if you can. You can't. You're on Comrex, so you've got to be on one. So That's good right. Mor- good morning, by the way. We're trying to figure out uh, Plank because I heard him when he originally connected on one, but now I'm not hearing him on two. So um, I'll try to help him, and then if you would like to go, take it away, my man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and he and I had uh, communicated a little bit of – a split squad situation. He'd do the first buck and a half, and then I'd jump in and do the, the second buck and a half this morning. So I don't know if, if he's on Comrex too, but all the same until we uh, Okay, we you guys flying solo with one another with Pierce here. Uh, we can do that if you want to drop and let him connect on IP1 because I think that's the problem here. So <laughs> Yeah. Let, <laughs> let's do that. Sorry right. about the uh, – sloppiness to get things started this morning but it's a it's a historic day for Oklahoma and it'll be fun I'm sure Plank is fired up to talk about it all right uh, I'll communicate with him and then we'll talk to you and uh here in just a bit then <laughs> sounds good good morning uh, all right, man. And, Appreciate and goodbye it. what a, what a day what a day from Vegas from Love's Field um sorry sorry for the confusion I did not know they had worked it out in that manner and uh, we'll try to get Chris connected back here on one and my apologies to to Chris Plank. He's he's texting me now. He's flustered already because he's in a new environment. He has no idea uh, what's going on. So let's see if we can get him back on uh, one here, which it's freezing up on us. What a day. You guys are working through technical difficulties with me live on air. So he's calling. I've had a massive power outage. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Let me answer the phone. Actually, I'm just going to punch him in. I'm just punching you straight in. Is that you, Plank? That's me. That's me. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know you and Josh had worked that out, and then I'm telling him to connect, and then – so I don't know what yeah, the no, deal we're was. We're on... going to split show today. Yeah, yeah I, my apologies. Out. My apologies. So one will be good to go when you don't have a power outage going on. So, Dude, we just had a massive little surge, and I don't think the area that I'm plugged into works anymore. So welcome to the Plank Show. We're supposed to have Jenny Baranchek on here. Um, Pierce, isn't this a great introduction to the fun of radio? Well, I will uh, I will hand this off to Pearson and let him call okay. Jenny B if you want to fly, and then when you yeah, yeah, kick yeah. back over, I'll turn you up on IP1. So There you go. I love it. Yeah, that was weird. So just to kind of give you a little background, I thought this is my fault because I thought everyone listens to every second of the show nonstop. But we had planned, because Josh is in Vegas, um, and I, I like sleep a little bit, right? You're going to have a long day of calling baseball. So he was going to do from 10.30 to noon today, which I assume is still the plan. I mean, I don't know if things change. And I was going to do the first half hour because I'm also going to have to leave for the ribbon-cutting ceremony. But as we talked about, you know, this is the first event here. I mean, this, there's, there's no soft launch. There was no soft opening as far as this is concerned. This is it. And so there's a few things that they're still working through, but I'm going to tell you right now, it looks amazing. Uh, the field is amazing. The grass looks great. Uh, Jason Fares and his crew did an incredible job. If you're coming out for the ribbon-cutting ceremony, um, it looks like there's going to be a great crowd for that. They've got a cool setup. I saw people already parked in the parking lot waiting for it. So while we're here at Love's Field and just had a little mini power outage, it's back. But I'll take any opportunity I can to talk to Jenny Baranchek, who joins us right now live on the program. Coach, uh, sorry for the delay, a little power issue, but you know how new homes can be sometimes. (laughs) Uh, 
Congratulations. A lot of power that in was you. The last, a lot of yeah, power I know, right? in our house, even. <laughs> oh, same, same, same. Um, hey, take, take me through what it was like to see your team respond the way that they did um, through adversity, uh, through a really good Texas team. I mean, that's a top-10 team. What was it like for you to watch this team respond the way that it did? Well, I was giving uh, Toby a hard time last night because his video really motivated Texas, apparently. <laughs> and <laughs> they started out great, and we were just – no, I'm teasing, but we were so amped and so excited to play, and we just really pressed, and obviously, you know, we got ourselves behind, and I'm really proud of the way that we responded, and we had a couple different, you know, the game of basketball is a game of runs, and so the second you stop believing or you stop going or you get your head down and you don't respond, then that's that's where, you know, all of a sudden the other team's runs go a little longer, and then you kind of stop your runs, and so was really proud of the way that we just kept going and it wasn't pretty and it wasn't necessarily great and Texas <laughs> is so good but I was just so happy that we just kept going even when it didn't go well even when it didn't go well we just kept going and so obviously the rest is history but pretty awesome when um I mean don't let it get lost, that hustle play, right, from Skyler Van, because, sure, um, Lexi Keys hit the big shot, and that's what I think everyone will remember. But, I mean, just Sky does a little bit of everything, and I don't – she's so unassuming. You know, she's not overly active on social media. She's not a big self-promoter, but she, no. just, she just gets things done. And I think that when we look back at that, that shot, that play – and then what happened on the defensive end, Coach, we can't lose sight of just how integral Skylar Van was to that whole scenario and that whole uh, that whole play. Well, to be honest, the, you know, the two plays before that, we went right to Sky, and she has, I mean, 90, 98 out of 100 times because she missed two, but most of the time she's going <laughs> to be able to make those shots. But what makes Skylar so great is she's so present and she's in the moment. And she didn't worry about whether the shot went in, it didn't go, you know, or goes in, doesn't go in. She just kept mm-hmm. going. And so as soon as that one didn't go in, that normally will go in, she just kept playing. You know, she stayed in the moment. She knew exactly what to do. Even the play before that on a baseline out, and because it was so chaotic, you know, it kept going out of bounds. And then it was here, and then it was there, and everybody's all over the floor. And she was so steady to get everybody in the position they needed to get in. She made a great, you know, she did a great job just positioning. And then the other thing, she didn't panic on the stage. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Because if it's a bad pass, Mm -hmm. Lexi, there's no time for that shot to go up and go in. So that's the other thing that's really impressive is she chased that down but was steady enough just to hit Lexi, and then obviously Lexi just letting it fly and was pretty awesome. Jenny Braun checks our guest. We're hanging out on the Plank Show uh, via phone for a minute while we work through a couple power issues here at Love's Field. So it's got to be a little bit odd because you clinch the Big 12, and yet you still, you know, there's work to do. How have you seen this team handle uh, that? And I know we're only talking like 48 hours here, Coach, but to get back to the grind and say, hey, there's still a lot to play for here. Right. Well, we'll find out. And I think that's, I mean, I think that's been, you know, the thing that this team has really learned is, you know, 
you can't live on top of a mountain and you can't live in the bottom of a valley. And so you don't want to have a roller coaster. You've got to be able to reset. So what we've talked about after every game is you're going to enjoy it or you're going to learn mm-hmm. from it. And then you got to move on. And so we can celebrate all these things and talk about all these moments when the season's over. But when the season's going, you know, you're getting now into borrowed time. You know, I mean, you don't have many guaranteed games left. And so this is the best time of year to see how you can respond and how you play. But we also get to go play a really good Kansas team tomorrow at Kansas on their senior day with their, you know, they have a big three that are graduating. And so from that standpoint, you get to go play because you love playing. You just love playing the game and you love playing for Oklahoma and Mm -hmm. you love playing with your team. And so I'm excited to see us respond to that. Coach, a couple more, and I'll let you get out of here. Um, Does Nevaeh Todd still have eligibility left? Is she back next year? She is, yep. So this COVID year has been kind of throwing everybody off, right? And so, yes, so we will have um, quite a few returning for that will be taking that that extra COVID year. Next year will be the last year um, to have that option. Well, and I think – Thank goodness for us, though, right? Now that's great for us, right? I, but I, it's wild to me because, again, we're focused on the now, right? You're focused on Kansas, the Big 12 tournament, and hopefully in a position to host the first and second round games. But that's got to be going into a new conference where, listen, the Big 12 is tough in women's hoops. I, it, it's not like this is some massive, they, this is a really good league where the defending national champs are in. But I'm just, I mean, how much does that help when you're going forward a new conference, a new league, new opponents, and you've got your point guard there for you. That's got to be incredibly reassuring. Well, I think the really neat thing is the core of the team has really grown a lot this year. And so we'll look at next year when we get to next year, but it is pretty exciting to know that the depth of this team, that's why I'm excited about this time of year. This is when your depth really starts to kick in and your leadership really starts to kick in. So to be able to watch what Nevaeh has been able to do in terms of setting the pace and in terms of her being able to really grow in her own leadership defensively, she's gotten so much better. And so it's been fun to be able to watch her grow, but it's also been really fun to watch this group gel together. So I don't even go to, Oh my gosh, how good can we be? I go more to look at how much our culture is going to continue to grow in terms of depth. And that's Love when it. you start to look about the future, and that's when you start to get really excited because this program, coming into this program, you and I both know, I mean, you were part of the very first game that we had when we got here. There's a depth and a foundation. So sometimes we worry too much about wins and losses, right? We all do. But there's a depth of this program that is so special. The women that continue to give back to this program, whether it's Courtney Paris or Stacey Dales or Danielle Robinson, you know, those are the people that are still following. Those are the people that are still saying, okay, yes, you know, Sherry Cole's here. So you have so many people. This program is so, so special, and we're just continuing to, to add to that foundation with our culture. Lexi Keys hits that shot. She had missed some open looks. You guys had designed up some incredible open looks. In that, in that moment, I'm watching you, and you're immediately – I know you're excited, but it's also awesome. get back, right? Get back on defense. 
How, how cool was it, though, to see that moment for Lexi, right? You, she was one of the first players when we talked about the transfers that had come in, right? Peyton Berholst was here at semester last year. But I remember talking to you earlier, and you're like, this Lexi Keys, man, she's going to be something else. And to see her just not lose her edge, not lose her confidence in that moment, that, that's got to be pretty cool as a coach, right? Well, that's exactly right. And it's the same thing you were just talking about with Skyler. You know, you just mm. keep going and you just keep playing. And, you know, sometimes you get lost in those moments of have to and, you know, and you're in the moment of just playing. And when you can get in that moment of just playing, it's pretty incredible. And that's, you know, Lexi's just a consummate team player. And I think, you know, she keeps learning, too, where it's, she wants things so bad. And when she just plays, man, she's just absolutely incredible. Because I don't know if anybody works any harder than she does. And so it's pretty, it was pretty cool just to be able to see that. Mm, good stuff. Coach, best of luck. Uh, you guys leaving this afternoon, leaving this morning for uh, Manhattan or for Lawrence? Yep, we will. Hopefully we don't go to Manhattan. <laughs> but we don't need yeah, to go no, there right. again. We've already been there. <laughs> um, but yes, no, we, uh, yeah, we're going to leave this afternoon and then we'll have our games tomorrow and then kind of go from there. So pretty exciting stuff. So enjoy the new stadium. It's pretty, it's pretty beautiful. So I know you got some power issues, but other than that, enjoy that because I know softball's off to obviously an incredible start again and we wish them the best. You're too. Good. So thank you so much. Appreciate you. You're the best. See you coach. Boomer. Gina Bronchek. Boomer sooner. Um, she's good luck. Pierce, because as soon as she disconnected, uh, we found an area of power. So we're off to a we're off to a good start. Our wow. Pierce, excuse me. All right, fingers crossed. We'll see. All right, quick break. Uh, we're coming back to Love's Field to preview the game, the ceremony, the fun right here on the Ref. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. I guess it's to be expected, right, Pierce? To be expected, some of these. Though I, I, I blame TJ for the start of the show, right? That's more TJ's fault, right? Yeah, that's that's not on me. I was just standing at the side. Okay. The power, though, flashing, I don't think I can blame on TJ, can I? Yeah, I don't know. He might have sabotaged you last night. You know? mm, maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah, so we're doing a split show today. You, are you a fan of spring training baseball? You ever watch spring training baseball? And if I could, I would. I keep track of it. Rangers have been winning. You keep a lot track of it. Okay, good, good, good. But Dodgers are on fire. Um, sometimes they do this thing that's called a split squad, right? And it always confuses me because I'll try to follow one team, and then I'm like, I don't know any of these dudes. Why is that pitcher wearing number 74, right? Why is my shortstop wearing 92? And then you find the team that's got your some of your normal guys. That's what we're doing here today. In order to, well, obviously technology would be a challenge for us, right? We, we discovered that in the first segment. Um, but, yeah, it's TJ's fault. TJ just texted me. Um, I, find it, I find it a little bit easier if you just break the show down into two segments, right? Two hour and 30-minute segments, two 90-minute segments. And uh, with, you know, my desire, well, not my desire, but with the ribbon-cutting ceremony cutting into this show, see what I did there? I um I feel like that it would work out perfectly to be able to slide in at about uh, 10.30 live from Vegas. And that's me being a caring friend, right? I know how much it sucks, even though uh, TJ and Toby will not hear any of this. But I, I know how much it sucks to do that West Coast 7 a.m. first pitch, if you will, 
for the show. Not easy, right? And I want to be very clear here, too, Pierce Luffelholtz. I also have concern about those in the room next to him. This is Josh's first trip with baseball. And even though we all know that Skip Johnson is already up, out, and about, and you heard him talking with Toby, which, by the way, was fantastic to hear Coach talk about the wins that are coming up, W-I-N-D-S, and hopefully the wins that are coming up this weekend. But um, I just I don't want him to get in trouble for waking anyone up, right? Oh, yeah. Have no. you had to? I was, I was, no, I was not worried about that as well. Right. And now, as somebody who has done a lot of hotel radio, I have only been in trouble once. And that's understandable because it was Hawaii. And if I'm not mistaken, the start of the show was like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. maybe? Uh, The guy next to me, not happy, was not happy. He pounded on the wall. And it wasn't even during the show. It was during the crossover. Can you imagine that? You're on a Hawaiian vacation, and there's some dude in the room next to you whenever you're supposed to be asleep. Yeah, yeah, he's sitting there breaking down what needs to happen. Right. He's on vacation with his family. Meanwhile, I'm – I'm yelling about, I don't know, what what were we probably fighting about two years ago? <laughs> I'm probably yelling about basketball or why Jocelyn Allo isn't getting more attention. Something of that nature. Something of that nature. Um, oh, by the way, the uh, good news. Good news from noted media relations guru. The power surge was simply a test. And guess what? It worked. <laughs> wow. Hey, I, I can confirm the text. Uh, the test worked. <laughs> So, so no need to no need to panic if you're coming out with your electronic devices today. So right? really everything is on TJ today then. I think so. All right. I'm just glad we're I on the same so. page here. Nah, it's Hey, he's uh it was it was interesting. He's um he's not on an island with his cracker thing like I thought he was. I thought he was kind of on his own island there, but he is not. Several people tearing through an entire sleeve of crackers. Okay. Um before we get too far off track, just let me kind of lay out the schedule if you're headed out to Love's Field today. I would I would definitely get here early. Uh, breaking news, right? Give yourself some time. Not because I think ingress and egress is going to be an issue. I, I don't have a concern about that. It's just, I mean, you're looking at a situation where everything is new, right? I, if, if I hadn't have seen Mike Houck whenever I walked in, I would not have known where to go. I would probably still be walking around the concourse the ribbon cutting ceremony uh there is a massive like jumbotron that's out there in the area where they're going to do it and so you if you're coming out we'll have room to stand and and room to enjoy it we're going to hear from josie president harris um patty is going to talk and so is a canine kinsey hansen and i believe tra jennings if i'm not mistaken uh, I don't have the entire script right out here in front of me. But the ribbon-cutting ceremony, and then I think it's going to last about 40 minutes Is the because the team's got to go. The team's got to go and start getting ready. So, And I think Patty's going to be the last person to speak. Uh, after that, they'll do some, some pictures, some formalities. We'll talk a little softball, and uh, then we'll, uh, we'll go in the stadium. Now, I just – I haven't walked the concourse yet. I've just basically sat in my – oh, and, and here's an update too. General parking for today's dedication ceremony and the games is in that Northeast Lloyd Noble Center parking lot where, um, yeah, it's, it's – like I said, they're going to shut down Imhoff between Jenkins and – what is that, Asp? That's the, the road behind baseball. 
So they're going to shut that down. So crossing the street won't be <laughs> as much of an issue if you get here super early. That's going to happen a couple of hours before game time. But uh, parking will not be an issue. It's it's at least it wasn't for me. <laughs> and I absolutely might have to go move my truck. I don't do well, Pierce, in these smaller parking spots. And I'm still not very comfortable with parking my truck yet. So I might <laughs> I might have to go move it to make sure that I'm not taking up like two or three to... spots out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have the opposite. I drive a, the opposite, a small, small car. So I'm just driving oh, like you can a fit golf anywhere. cart. Yeah, it's great. Hey, put that next to my car. That's what yeah, I need next to my car. Out. How's yeah, that? Great. Yeah. Yeah, I think the reason you had such ease parking is uh, you're a little bit earlier than most people today. You think that could be the case? I don't know, though. I mean, get back 10, to 11, me on 12, that. 12, 12, 1, 2. That's five hours before first pitch. It's only two hours before the opening ceremonies. Now, I will say, in true softball fan form, there were people there before me. Wow. There were people already. Yeah, they're already and they're out wait, they're waiting in their cars. I mean, there is a lot of cool uh, for the softball fans right now. It's um, they're they're excited and they should be. All right, let's get a break in here. Uh, try to stay on the clock this hour. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to jump into the uh, radio booth here in a bit. We can dive into the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, not I mean, Thunder lose last night, but I mean that's it's the NBA. It's going to happen. Heck, the Lakers almost lost to Washington, and Washington's terrible. But we are, we're on location at Love's Field, and we'll be talking a lot of softball over the next hour right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back to the show. We're live from Love's Field. The ribbon-cutting ceremony is coming up at 11 a.m. So we're splitting up the show a little bit. Josh is going to take you live from Vegas from 1030 until noon. Uh, we were talking during the break about potentially bringing you some of the ribbon-cutting ceremony. I... I would imagine we're not off to a, the most raucous start on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. <laughs> but I'm, I know that I've seen questions over the last few days about can we watch, can we stream, I can't be there. Well, yeah, Soonersports.com is going to stream the ribbon cutting and then all the games this weekend are on ESPN+. Plus. So Sooner Vision on ESPN+, Plus will have you covered all weekend long for the games. And then Soonersports.com, which is a free web stream, allow the ribbon cutting ceremony uh, or uh, Pierce for me to practice. You and I can just rehearse. I could do the ribbon cutting ceremony and tell you guys everything I'm going to say. And then oh, that way yeah. you feel like you're there. Yeah, We could do that. Am do I the audience do, in this moment? No, you would be the, you would be the, the speakers. So do you have like oh. a, a Joe Castiglione voice that you do? Oh, I can you impersonate no. Patty? No, I don't think. No. I could. Okay. No, I don't think I'm going to try either. <laughs> I, um, this, this is the first time that I've walked in this place. I was talking to Toby about it. I didn't and not, I mean it wasn't like purposeful. It just reached a point to where those opportunities to get here and see things weren't necessarily jiving with when I was <laughs> having to do other things. Uh, and to be I mean to be honest with you, it's just there weren't a ton of hey, we're going to we're going to take everyone through a tour so you can see this. It's just, you know, they're they're working. It's a construction site. So as we got closer to opening day, I then kind of purposefully started thinking, all right, let's just don't feel like you need to get in there and see anything. Uh, Joel Manning was kind enough to shoot me a shot of the home radio booth the other day. So I had an idea of how cool Jacob Potter sent me video of it. So I kind of knew what to expect. Um, but it, when, when you, when you walk in, it's, it's really amazing that we're here. 
You know, I, I talk about this a lot. And I don't mean it in a bad way at all. It's just, you know, one of the things that has always stood out to me is just how committed Patty Gasso was to this, to a stadium, you know, like this and what they wanted. If you, you know, I've told this story a lot. We went back a couple of years ago. I think it was in, it was in 18. It was in 2018. And that's whenever, you know, the juice kind of started to get for put together for a new stadium because in 17, after they won their second national championship, that was when it was going to be a major renovation to Marita Hines Field, right? The the stadium was going to stay where it was, and it was going to be renovated. And then uh, I, I just my timing might be a little bit off, but I think later that summer, maybe even into the the start of the year, a new president came in, and they kind of thought, "Hey, we're just let's let's build a new stadium." And there had been rumors that they were going to turn Marita Hines Field into like a parking garage. And it was going to be a university deal, and that never really materialized. And if you go in Marita Hines Field, in in the offices, there's a closet that is, I don't want to say full, but there are several different plans for renovations and expansion that probably, if I'm not mistaken, started fairly quickly after Marita Hines had opened because what was needed at that time evolved right and it changed and then it's like well hey we need more meeting space we need um we need more fists we need more stands we got to build a bigger boat and it was wild to me pierce to go back through kyle um kyle and dj and i kyle can too dj gasso and i jt was there and you're just you're going through all these different plans right and they're all great plans it's like hey look what they were going to do to to upgrade in 12 and in 13, this was the end. And then 15, you know, there had been, I guess the best way to put it, there had been a lot of vision, but unfortunately not a, a ton of action. There had been this this feeling that something needed to be done and something was in the plans of being done, but whether it was, you know, not, not being able to fund it, whether it was, hey, this really isn't what we necessarily need, it was, it was really wild to just see the different steps that had been taken to finally get to this point. And I, I'm Pierce, you've, you've been at OU now for what? Is this your senior year? So four years? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we broke ground on it. What was that? Was that last, last year when we broke ground on it last summer? It feels yeah. Last summer probably. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I remember, we broke ground, and then we went over and watched practice and did a radio show during it. And it's just – there's this part of me throughout the day and throughout the broadcast, for those that are going to stick with us, that I just have holy bleep or oh, wow moments because – and I don't even know. I mean, Coach Gasso being in her 30th year and spending, you know, from Reeves Park to Marina Hines, I just – I can't even imagine what the emotions are like for her and what she's going through today. Uh, but it's just – it's really – it's it's everything that it was advertised to be. Now, again, patience. There's still work being done. I think that when when Hauk and, and his team sent out that email, it lay, hey, there are weather delays. There are things that are unavoidable whenever it comes to building a stadium to begin with. And then one that was on as aggressive of a timetable as this is. So I, I, I've seen the jokes that you guys have made on the, the book of faces and things of that nature, but I just – you're probably tired of hearing it from me this week, but it's patience. 
Just just a little patience. But once you sit in that seat and once you see the stadium, you realize it's um, it's jaw-dropping, man. It really, truly is. 405-329-9000. That's the Riverwind Casino jackpot line if you want to jump in. 405-329-9000. As always, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line is there, too. 405-651-3439. Let's go to the phone, though. True Sooner has been kind enough to hang in there, and he's on the ref. What's going on, True? Hey, man. Thanks for taking my calls. Um, Anytime. Heading to- Heading down there, man. Um, you know, I've got to see some cool stadiums in the past. I know it's apples and oranges, but I was pretty excited about going into the Allegiant Stadium when the first time I went in there. And, uh, you know, this is obviously a whole different, um, you know, deal, but I'm pretty excited about seeing just what everything looks like and, you know, checking it all out and all that kind of well, stuff. You it's, a, it's, a big, you it's a big deal, man. It's a big, it's, deal. It's a big deal. There's. There's nobody else in the country who's got anything like this. I mean, it's a it's a big, huge deal, and I don't see with the NIL stuff. I don't know if anybody, I don't know if anybody's going to be able to keep up with the Joneses on this one. I hope they can't. <laughs> I you hope this I mean? is a power. Hey. Now, I, 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 one one real quick thing on that, true. Yeah. I do want to yeah. see continued continued commitment to softball specific stadiums that are built like right. this. Like, I want to see schools continue to invest in these kinds of facilities, but obviously uh, this one's pretty special. This one is uh, well, this one is next level. And if OU, if OU is going to be the first team in history to make money at this, don't don't think that Texas and these other schools are are, are not going to see that. I mean, because if, if this is an avenue to where this is, this is uncharted waters as far as at least making a lot of money um, – you know, you don't think that they're not going to other schools that have the, that have the funds, especially the SEC schools, aren't going to get interested in this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. You know, uh, just another way to tap the, you know. But I, what I was going to ask you was, you brought up a really interesting. I've heard you mention this several times in the last week, and I. Okay, so sixteen and seventeen, when they were talking about the renovations over there at Marita Hines. Mm-hmm. Do you know any specifics? Like, was it going to be like a was it going to be a major renovation? Was it going to add how many seats was it going to add? And and then when they got into it, was it one of those situations to where it was just as far as money wise goes, it didn't make any sense not to go ahead and, and build this thing because a lot of times, you know, when you get into those projects, it costs almost as much to to just renovate something sometimes. You know what I mean? And I'm just, I'm just and I know I don't think it was going to cost forty eight million to renovate it, but you know what I'm saying? I mean. I'm I'm really curious on what that if you have any idea of what they were thinking yeah. about and then why did they and then why did they go okay we can make this happen what was the turning yeah, point uh, I I think that's that's a great question true and I, I appreciate your phone call and I have answers All right, for see you, man. All right, see you. see you bud I hope he gets to listen off the air cuz I just really punted on him pretty quickly sorry about that true Okay so the if and, and I there might be some misaligned facts here, but uh, if I can scatter shoot close to the truth, I got Hauk who can tell me I'm doing it absolutely incorrectly or at least somewhere near the actual facts of the matter. But when they had decided that they were going to renovate Marita Hines Field, as they went through the process and the, dare I say, X's and owing of it, it's, it's exactly what you said. It's exactly what you said. They realized, well, it's not going to be too much more just to build a whole new stadium. And build it in the vision that has evolved, right, for the sport of softball. Marina Heinz Field was great because it got them away from Reeves Park and it gave them a home on campus 
but Oklahoma outgrew Marita Hines Field probably sometime around 2012, you know, and that's just the reality of where the sport had grown to. So when the, and it was going to be a massive renovation. I mean, it was going to be, you know, uh, more seating. Obviously, there's going to be more team rooms. But, I, again, they just they looked at the plan, and they I've used this analogy a lot, and they realized, well, well let's, just, let's just build a bigger boat. And uh, there wasn't, there wasn't a, uh, a funding mechanism in place yet. It was, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we want to build. Let's go out and raise the money. And the Sooner Club got to work. Joe C. got to work. Patty and Jim Gasso got to work. And Love's Travel Stops jumped on board and helped really get this thing to the next level. Like, I, like, I don't know. I don't know if we're standing here today without Love's. <laughs> Man, all the stars are coming in here today. Um, right? I, I, and, and that's not to say this wouldn't ever get built. But I just... I don't know, Pierce, if without Loves stepping on board, without uh, that family and that business, I don't, I don't know if we get to the point where this is a reality or not. I think it would get here. I think that we would be able to raise the money, and I'm sure there'd be more sponsors that stepped on board, but I, we sure as heck wouldn't be playing softball here today. That's, I, I could guarantee you that if it wasn't for Loves. So, yeah, it's, it's a really it's, – it's a cool tale to tell. I say that right? If you think about the history and the amount of times when we thought, all right, we're going to fix up Marita Heinz Field and we're going to bring it to the level that it needs to be at, you know, only to find out that, hey, you know what? There might not be enough room here to do what we need to do, right? There, there might not be enough space. We need to find a whole new area, and they did, and thus that's where we are today. It makes sense? It made sense to me. The lack of an answer, really. Okay. I was like, that doesn't make sense. But it's fun. It's exciting, man. You guys are going to be in awe when you see it. All right. Quick break. When we come back, we'll uh, try to hit some early text to the show. 405-651-3439. If you want to jump in, I've got you for the next eh, 45 minutes or so before Josh Helmer joins us live from Vegas right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. This is a really, really good point that Rick brought just brought up on the super secret textoso line, if you will. He said, Marita Hines Field will close with Coach Gasso as the only coach in the stadium's history. Did, is there another stadium that can say that? That's insane in any, to think about. I hadn't even thought of that. Um, man. Opened in what, 99? First year of it? And Coach Gasso was the only coach in the history of Marita Hines Field for one school. That just doesn't happen. That just is so unique in sports. Good, good note, Rick. Uh, you guys will hear that one a thousand times during the broadcast today. <laughs> to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, Jim in Arlington, always looking out for his diamond sports right. Eldell is getting renovated. No shiny new baseball stadium like Stillwater got, but... Any timetable for Eldell SEC baseball is some of the best stadiums around. Um, I heard Toby, uh, Toby Rowland, the voice of the Sooners, bring this up a while back. And I believe the feeling is that they will um, they'll start moving dirt near the end of the season. By moving dirt, I mean starting on the, the construction process and the renovation process. That's, that's my understanding. 
but uh, they want to have it done for the start of SEC play. It's going to be awesome. It's going to look great. And I think I think Mitchell Park is is very functional. I think with the the room that they have for the team facilities. I mean, I'm sure everyone wants more space and wants something new, but with the renovations they're doing there, it's it's going to be awesome. Um, Sooner Judy writes, so glad there will be a home run village at the new Loves Field. Let's go. Boomer. Now, keep in mind, Judy, uh, much like at Marita Hines, that home run village, that home run village will not be till the postseason. I mean, there's and, – and actually now it's still a – you know, around the stadium is construction equipment, so I don't even know if, if – let's just say hypothetically they're like, we're doing it today. I don't even know if you could. I think you'd get stuck out there. But, yeah, for the postseason – uh, that's that's the way it's going to go. Uh, Jeff from OKC, how long will it take an opposing team to score a run at Love's Field? Well, the Sooners are currently in the midst of like a 14, 15-inning scoreless streak. So I hope that I hope no one scores a run in the history of Love's Field against Oklahoma. I think you should get your hopes up uh, with that, Chris. I think you should you think get so? your hopes up. That one could be could be up there, could be one of the cooler ones. Oh, I, I saw, speaking of fun firsts, I saw that Tyler put on the ref Twitter feed yesterday, who do you have hitting the first home run at Love's Field? I'm just going to give you the stat. Toby, I, I failed Toby on stats. I failed myself on stats last night. I forgot I was doing a 5 a.m. show, and I literally fell asleep right after the um, right after the hoops game last night. Um I would put my money on Jada Coleman, and here's why. Jada Coleman didn't hit her first home run of the season last year until the 13th game of the season. She then proceeded to homer in four straight games, and then uh, it's either six of the next seven or seven of the next eight. And uh, I haven't really had a good gauge on the wind here, but – it looks like it's going to be pushing a little out, a little out. So I would put my money on 24. In fact, in fact, I would not be surprised at all with a first A-B home run. Wouldn't that Here's be a, a great way to start it? Absolutely. A one, two, three, top of the first, and then boom, Jada Coleman leads it off. Bomb. Uh, do I have time for two more here? Yeah, we got a little bit of time. From uh, Sooner Dougie. This goes back to hoops. Sooner Dougie writes, the really cool thing leaving Lloyd Noble after Wednesday's women's game, Love's Field was shining with the scoreboard on and the LED lighting. It became real to me being on the waiting list for so many years for tickets. Thank you because you calmed me down after I didn't make the first cut by literally hours to pick season tickets, and you let us know there was a possibility there would be additional tickets later. And they were available. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I was a little worried for a lot of people sooner, Dougie. You're not alone. Um, the the issue issue became that they just. I mean, everyone bought tickets in that first and second wave. <laughs> there was nobody that was like, "Ah, we're good. We'll wait on this one." It, literally, everybody bought tickets. And I'm not going to lie. I was told by many people, oh, yeah, don't worry. They're going to they're gonna be fine. They'll have tickets. I wasn't overly confident about it, but I'm glad it worked out. Okay. We're going to try a transition during the break. How are you feeling about this right now? How are you feeling, Pierce? I feel great. I With think the you technological... got it. Okay. All right. 
We're going to move to the radio booth. The people that have had to do their regular jobs while I'm in here yelling and screaming will have some peace. It's a plank show right here on The Ref.